baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 308, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Really good. Really good on this Monday when we recorded. Your voice, right? Yeah, and back with us is Jeremy Ross Lobos, fresh sun kiss from Aruba. How are you? Ooh. I am really excellent. Nice. What, can you, is it, what was your trip like? What can you tell us about Aruba? It was peaceful. The beach is beautiful. The fish and all of the food there is excellent. Oh, I bet. It was really just a, a beautiful, blissful experience. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. You were telling us offline, not like a lot of gay com- community, but no, you were with Definitely, It's very funny because I was, uh, when you check the apps, it's always fun to see who's in the area. And it's so close to so many other countries that literally the gay uh, distance that it measures, some people uh-huh. are right. like, in Venezuela and they come up like <laughs> nearby. And so it was just funny because some guys were in Curacao and a bunch of other islands that are close, okay. but they come under the the location of nearby because there's not that many gays. Oh. So that's where you... Apps. That's where you need our former guest from sniffies.com because it's, it's more location-based and mm-hmm. even uh, pulls up plot points right cody don't you think yes, that would be yes. a better or learn how to swim that's uh, that's all I <laughs> to caracas <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that that would be smart if you could do that um you know what i had a, a good weekend but i wanted to follow up on advice that you cody and our other co-host lincoln gave to me last week it's always nice when we can get a follow-up right and oh, for sure. To fulfill you and Jeremy and everyone listening, I there was a guy that I had known when I first moved here to New York City, and he was really hot. We went to a huge party at the time, Allegria, and we're making out the whole night, and then had sex like another day. And I, he was a friend of a friend, so mm-hmm. we ended up traveling together, like to Brazil. Not he and I, but like a group of us, because okay. we shared this one common denominator friend. And I think after the fact, it always just turned into friendship because I don't know why it just did, but Mm -hmm. I always kind of had a thing for him. And more recently I've seen him posting stuff on the, the gram and I've been thinking, Oh, he's looking great. And so I saw him out at our bar Eagle here in New York city and went up to him and was kind of flirting. And anyways, long story short, I decided, my question was, how should I approach it from here on out? Right, Cody? That was Uh kind of- I remember, I'm waiting with bated breath to find out how this goes. Okay, (laughs) so here's the deal. I text him, he owns a bar here in New York City, and I text him and said, hey, what nights are you gonna be there? I chose that route, right? Uh Because he owns a gay bar, right? Yeah, why not? And I decided to say, what nights are you going to be there? He said, Friday, Saturday. So Saturday rolled around and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go over there. But it was getting, it was like maybe 1245, getting close to one. I get in there and it's Adonis night. You know, the the dancers. Mm -hmm. And they have like a curtain at the front of the bar. So in case Uh you like looked in, you don't see any boys in their thongs picking up the 
you know, the, the people that are like hanging out there. And it wasn't that busy. I decided to sit at the bar and text my friend and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm sitting at the bar. Are you here? I'm having a drink. And he responds, which was great, and said, hey, I'll be up in a few. Okay. And I thought, cool, because I think he has like an office down in the basement. So a few turned into me having two margaritas and ordering my third margarita glance which at that point i'm having this third margarita and mind you i paid the cover to get in because when they have an adonis night you have to pay for that cover i had sat through a lot of guys that i was not interested in because some of them tend to be they come up to you and i know most of them are straight and some of them are very sexy and hot i just was not in that mode okay one of them coming up to me who was all like you know they love to give you a massage and do that whole thing he's like had bo though and i thought how are you gonna have bo i know Oh, I'm like, how are you going to have the O and then try and have somebody go back for a lap dance? Yeah, they that have is a, not cute. They have a, <laughs> no, it's not. And so I kept fending off. I order that third margarita. I glance down and we're approaching 40 minutes of my friend still not coming up at all. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I finished that third margarita. It's about 45 minutes later from when I text him. Cause I looked at when I text him mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what? I'm leaving like whatever. So I walk out, he's in the front sitting down like at the front because there was these curtains, right. That I couldn't see at the entrance. Yeah. So he's sitting like by the window of the, near the entrance, I think with some people and I was just going to storm over there and be like, hey, I'm out. Or, you know, <laughs> and as I was going to storm over there, a dancer, yes, a dancer <laughs> appears from nowhere and is like cock blocks me, literally, because <laughs> I think he was in his G string and uh, approaches my friend and is like, so they have their moment. But then I was, uh, I was like, he had to have seen me. So I pulled back for a second until they do whatever they were doing. And when I found a moment, I walked over there. But when I was like, hey, I I was like, oh, hey. And he like came in for me, kind of like a football player would come in for somebody, you know what I mean? And like grabs me, like, but with a a bear hug, if you will. And I'm like, so I hug him and I was like, oh, hey, I was just leaving. And I'm going to start. He said not one word. But when I looked at him, his eyes were slant. And I know he's a pothead. So what I ascertained was he was high off his mind as a pothead only would be and probably (laughs) lost track of just everything and forgot but to me it's like seriously it's your bar you own the place it was like one something not that late and you're that high that you can't remember that to come by and say hi to somebody i don't know red flag definitely Yeah, that's I mean, annoying and sounds like a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was rude just because I said, "I hey, I'm here. And he said, I'll be up in a few. Like, at what point did he not remember to not just come and check? Like, somehow he either had a different way of getting up and I didn't see him come up. But he it's not like when I saw him, he said, oh, hey, I didn't, I've been looking for you. Or I didn't, you know, sorry, I missed you. I got Nothing. busy. Nothing. And I think he was just totally high off his mind and in one of those. So I was like, you know what? I'm glad all of this happened in a contained amount of time. Mm-hmm. Liking him a lot on the gram, seeing him in reality shortly after that, going up to him, expressing that I want, I was interested still in him, and then going to the bar shortly after that and finding out he's a douchebag. <laughs> not a douchebag, but, <laughs> but just not worth my time. Yeah. Or, yeah, or time to move on, right? I mean, I don't yeah. know. What are your thoughts on the recovery or the return on my story, Cody? Well, I personally think that when you go, you make the effort to go see somebody, you you want that effort to be reciprocated. So I think the fact that he completely forgot that you were there or, I don't know, got too high to remember, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. Don't think that that's okay. I think that he should have 
thought enough of you to come upstairs, if not immediately within a reasonable amount of time to come upstairs. So, but I mean, you yeah. can still, you can still mess around with them. I think I would think that's perfectly acceptable to mess around with them. Yeah. I mean, but it would all have to come on his terms and forget it. I'm kind of moving on. What are your thoughts, Jeremy, on this whole I story? I say bye Felicia and on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even said hi at the door and I would have just walked out and like, that would have been it. Yeah. I mean, I've known him for a long time and we've been on and off. I've seen him like we're that kind of acquaintance friends mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, he's a cool guy, but I think I was trying to go back to that earlier time and he seemed receptive to it when I saw him a couple weeks ago. But I think to kind of like, wow, you own a bar and you're that high that like a friend texts you and he's upstairs and you can't even remember to like go up there and just say, hey, yeah, <laughs> is kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm glad I just said hi and then I'm out the door. And even, you know, you can check your text the next day. He would have seen that initial text and I it's not like the next day I got a text that said oh hey sorry about last night or anything about last night sorry I didn't have a chance to talk to you or have a single word with you yeah so I think yeah forget it um and I'm just not gonna you know I'm not gonna rule him out well I'm definitely ruling him out and moving on but I'm not gonna like like a lot of it and he's new to Instagram and he doesn't know anything about like hashtags or anything. I am not mm -hmm. helping him out. <laughs> Ooh, shame. Well, you know, because I think he could have better content. He has good content, but he's getting, he's new to it. You know, he's kind of a late bloomer in all this. And yeah. so I'm not helping him on that. So moving on. But <laughs> it was fun while it all lasted. Um, you know what? It is Halloween season and I couldn't help but for whatever reason i've gotten into halloween movies this season and i don't know if it's because we've had the pan all that pandemic all last year lockdown but for some reason i've been watching halloween and all these movies and i was watching a documentary on the history of horror films and i couldn't okay. help but quote this actress who starred in nightmare on elm street did you guys ever see any of those they were not my favorite because they were creepy i've so watched had to do with all them. of them i've seen you all did? of them yeah, yeah. oh my <laughs> god you well now i kind of want to because the reason why i was telling a friend of mine that i've been more scared of those because it's not like a knife and a slasher or a chains it's like all he controls your dreams and your mind yeah and that freaks and johnny me depp out. is in the first one he is. So she, <laughs> Heather, Heather Langkamp. Oh my was, God, I know her name. Oh my God. Was in <laughs> The Actress in 1984. And I quoted her, I wrote this quote down because she was talking about her experience on that first Nightmare on Elm Street. And she said, my very first fans of all people were young gay men. She Aww. said they, she, of all, like we're talking about a horror film, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> she said they told me that they were using Nancy, which was her character, as they faced their families in revealing their true selves, like coming out. She said they expressed to me that it was their quote, Freddy, that thing that was scary that they had to face. So, and she also said kids also came up to her who were bullied and lastly, she said, Wes Craven, who wrote all this, probably never knew how this Nancy Freddie dynamic was really going on, which actually was helping many people. And I think she was really alluding to the fact that people, Freddie was that thing, that nightmare, that thing, that, that, ops, that huge, larger than life obstacle mm -hmm. that threatened your life. And you know, when you're younger, I can relate to that as a oh, yeah. kid, just not wanting to be gay and... I mean that I wish I, I remember friends of mine watched it. I was such a goody goody back then and my parents wouldn't let me watch any of those things. And I just, but I remember friends told me about the nightmare and you know, all the films and I wish I would have gotten into it cause I could have used it as does that really, can you relate to that at all, Cody and what she's saying? Oh, for or, sure. Fans. When you're a kid, fear is just part of growing up in your adolescence and I can see now looking back how being able to face your fear like Nancy did back in the day was was it 
admirable and how it helped me do the same thing in in my life so i'm i'm i love it i'm so glad that she's looking at it like that that's so heartwarming that that all her fans are are reminiscing with her about that like that that's so awesome yeah and and jeremy you were a fan of these films the i love all scary movies to be honest i've seen right my favorites are uh, halloween to be honest but i have watched like scream and jason and friday the 13th and uh then i love all the cheesy ones too i just like halloween in general well halloween i just watched the first one 1978 and made my way through halloween 2 oh and Uh, texas chainsaw massacre yeah that one's on my list so i'm gonna be watching that one next the original is so scary and good you know the originals are always the best. I did watch yes. Scream though. Um, I had watched it before, and it was re- I was reminded how good it was. Oh and my god, actually, Jada Pickett Smith and Drew Barrymore. She's in number and two. And Nev Campbell. <laughs> Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox and David Arquette. And you know, there's a new film coming out in 2022. I just saw the trailer for it, and it looks really good. And they're all in it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so excited about it. So I'm going to continue my. Oh, and Halloween just came out. uh, I think it actually came out on Friday. It did. The new Halloween, and it has Jamie Lee Curtis and Kathy Hilton's sister, uh, Kyle Richards, who was in it when she was a child. Yes, and and I saw the original. Uh, the ni- 1978 with Kyle Richards as a little girl mm-hmm. and it's so funny to see her she was good then and so she now was. I want to see the new one and apparently there's some gay a- like I guess gay actors in the new version of it so I want to see the this new version of it so um yeah excited okay. I'm ready I'm invite me to go I want to go with you Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we have not, we've been trying to talk about this next topic a little bit, and we haven't gotten to it. It's about the Dave Chappelle special, where the trans community is really upset with him about comments that he has been stating, right, Cody? I mean, yep. what can you tell me? Because I, I actually thought, you know what? I'm going to watch it, and I watched it today just to see where it's coming from, and I have uh-huh. a lot to say about it, but Tell, give us a little background on why people are mad and then what your thoughts on it. And then I'll tell you where I'm coming from, Cody. So I feel like the trans community is upset because basically from what I have gleaned from watching Instagram stories and I watched a two hour Instagram live of trans women talking just about this. And I, from what I've been able to to get from just them just listening to them because that's who really matters in this conversation where like us as gay men don't get to represent trans people in this in mm-hmm. things of this matter dave Chappelle doesn't affirm their existence as trans people it, it he kind of doesn't understand where they're coming from and it's not his job to understand them and i think that what they really are upset about is that the jokes leads to violence and i think that i i mean i agree with my sisters and i stand in solidarity with them because i watched some i watched this tv show called evil and this is kind of off topic but it's on topic so and in in that show um the rwandan genocide this whole thing okay there was this comedian and he made he was making jokes about the tutsis or one of the the tribes there and it came back that the jokes were the reason that the violence was happening so it's kind of just like repeating that cycle because jokes can lead to violence basically is what it alluded to yeah and part of the whole thing is netflix people have been mad at netflix like why have they kept this up and netflix has stood firm that they're keeping the special up there. I decided after hearing so much about this that, you know what, to really talk about this, I need to watch it. And I watched the entire special and I can honestly say, I, he, you have to watch the whole special that it's so easy to pull apart. He says and throughout the whole special that he's transphobic, but he's actually saying it because that's, He's addressing that the trans community has come after him 
and he is not transphobic, really. And he shares a personal story about a transgendered person that he had open his show that he befriended that, oh my God, it, it actually made me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think maybe he gets into some trouble is when he he's very old school, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of, he, he questions the whole thing about gender. Um, but what I can honestly say is when he talked about gay people in his, he asked the question, is it possible that a gay person can be racist? That's a fair question, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, and and we know the answer yeah. is yes, right? <laughs> right. And then he says, quote, you think I hate gay people. And he goes, I don't hate gay people. I'm actually jealous. <laughs> he says, I'm not so sure about newer gays. Newer gays are too sensitive. Mm-hmm. I'm for the Stonewall gays, the gays <laughs> that used glory holes, he said, and had gay contractors that built the glory holes the one area that i wrote here he says gay people are minorities until they need to be white again well that's, that's true interesting. i think that comment is true unless you happen to be a gay person of color well you know yeah, that's the only caveat for sure yeah but i think he was talking about white gays on that he does say a few things about you know he's looking out for the knuckles and the Adam's apples on exactly. the trans community, See? which that's was kind of throwaway. Yes, but it's dehumanizing, I mean, the and that's not yes, that's not okay. Ultimately, if you listen to the whole thing, and the one thing I can tell you, because we worked a lot, my sister and I, with our production company at the time, worked a lot with the trans community in this one bar in San Francisco, Jeremy, you know, Asia SF. Mm-hmm. And they were working on a, a show and we were filming all these and telling their stories on video. And it was our job to interview them. And a lot of what we learned in that in that time period several years ago that we still carried with us is that tra- the majority of people that we interacted with that identified as trans, if they wanted to be known as trans woman. In other words, the, mm-hmm. the whole thing about passing as another they actually wanted to be known no i'm a trans woman i'm a trans man i have a trans i have trans male friends Mm -hmm. and they want to be known as that and sometimes uh, what's the plumbing underneath is is different they not all of them are trying to pass Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and either way and so i think you can get a little dicey when you talk about gender and things of that nature i think if you listen to his whole special he i'll leave it with this because he tells a beautiful story about mentoring a comedian that he allowed open for him who was transgender and he allowed her to open the story he said that she ultimately bombed Mm -hmm. (laughs) she wasn't really funny her name was daphne Dorman, and she ended up even though she bombed she pulled up a chair and sat in the front row of his act after she bombed and watched the whole show. And he tells this beautiful story on how she was, she was a little intoxicated, but she was talking back during his show to him. And they ended up having this back and forth thing where he was asking her everything about kind of the, what being a transgender and they were hilarious back and forth. And that she ultimately wrote on Twitter how he gave her an opportunity, how he, how he's misunderstood that, no, he welcomed her, gave her an opportunity, and that they are actual friends. He was going to continue to mentor her. Sadly, she took her life six days later because mm-hmm. she wrote on Twitter. And it's not known whether or not that had anything to do with it. Um, but she did have a daughter And he tells the story that he set up a trust fund for her daughter that when she turns 21, he's going to personally hand it to her and tell her about her mother. Wow. And he does make a joke about that at the end. I'm going to tell you about your father. He was... uh, who was an incredible man, a woman. (laughs) And I thought that was kind of brilliant. And so 
I'm glad you watched it. Now, now I don't have to watch it. Now I know all the jokes now, and they're funny. <laughs> right? So, Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I, I, if I no, no, no. Maybe I, I'll I post in there that I, I'm going to give away some things in here. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, but I think that baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At, I don't think Dave Chappelle is transphobic personally, but I think that a, a lot of his jokes allow people the opportunity to be transphobic. Is And I think that's what the trans community is trying to get at. Well, you know, it's interesting because the very last comment he makes at the end is he says he's done. He's done with talking about the the LGBTQ community from here on out until we can all be on. He's the same page and or not the same page because that's a horrible thing to say but um until we can all understand each other because that's ultimately and and laugh at the same things and i really believed what he had to say i'm obviously butchering a lot of his jokes and i invite all you good. all to watch it to <laughs> watch it for i know i think i was really excited uh-huh. um i invite you guys all listening audience to watch it for yourselves because I thought, you know what? When there's a lot of fodder going out there, you gotta ultimately hunker down and watch it for yourself and see where things are coming from. Honestly, I love the special. I'm for it and him. And I don't think he's transphobic. And I now know why Netflix has, is keeping it up. Mm. We can't cancel everybody for what they're saying. And ultimately, actually, his messaging and what he's really saying is really quite awesome and beautiful and is not inciting hate i don't think if you watched this special if you were on the verge of doing anything lascivious towards a trans person you're not getting that from dave Chappelle or this special there's plenty of other people out there that are spewing hate speech he's not doing that he's mis misunderstood with it and figuring it out like many people are were you going to say something, Cody? But in Buffett, I'm like, are we moving to the next subject? <laughs> we can, but no, if you no, say what I'm, you want to say. I'm going to say something. I'm not going to watch it personally because that just signals to Netflix that this is the type of content that we want to watch. And if we, wa- if we watch it, it, if we stream it, then that it, they are only going to think that it's that is something that's validating for people and that people want to watch and i just i think that our trans sisters are and actually trans brothers and sisters are valid in feeling offended by his comments so and i stand in solidarity with with them so i'm not going to be watching it yeah and all i would say to that is that at there and so much they have so much hate going on with this special that any analytics I'm sure are not going to sway them. I don't know, yeah. but I I would really invite people to watch it to see for yourself and then make an informed decision on whether you think about him or what he's really saying. I did, and I don't feel what he was saying. I think it's an honest conversation. He tells a personal story of. Mm-hmm a really personal story of a friend of his that was transgender and I didn't see it that way at all. Um, I don't know, Jeremy, any thoughts? I I know you're kind of coming out of left field on this before we move on. (laughs) I don't really find, I don't really like his humor and I don't watch his shows, 
I have seen it before, but I mean, I'm kind of in the middle with what both of you have said. Uh, I do think that it does leave it up for anyone's interpretation, but that's pretty much any comedian's content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And I do also think there are positive points that you made about his history with transgender community as well. And his personal uh, friendship with Daphne also is something to uh, take into consideration, but I'm, I'm just not a big fan of his. Right. Okay. No, I hear you. Well, look All at right, Jeremy well, being a bridge between us. I love it. Thank you, Jeremy. I love it. <laughs> hey, Tags listeners. Craving for more tags? Hungry like I am? Well, now you can unlock exclusive Tags content. I'm talking about our weekly Tags After Show and our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty Show. Now you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notice each week when new episodes are dropped exclusively for you. So what are you getting from this exclusive content? Well, you're getting a weekly Tags After Show where the conversation continues with hot gay sex topics in a more relaxed, behind-the-scenes, more intimate format. Our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty show will often feature special guests like my co-hosts, but gets a little darker and a little dirtier as we reveal our sexcapades to your exclusive ears. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now to unlock exclusive Tags content and know that you'll be supporting Tags Podcast to continue delivering the quality of Tags Podcast you've come to love. You can unlock this exclusive content by going to tagspodcast.com and click on the link Tags After Show. Thanks for being a supporter and continue having hot gay sex. Yeah. Well, here's something, this next story that I think is an example of something that may change, hopefully, how we approach certain things. A Texas man who used Grindr to rob and sexually assault gay men has been sentenced to 23 years in prison. There are at least one million reasons why this person should be locked up. A Texas man was sentenced to 23 years in federal prison for using the app to commit violent hate crimes against gay men. Officials said Wednesday, Daniel Jenkins, who's 22, pleaded guilty in June to committing a series of robberies, carjackings, and other crimes in the Dallas areas in December of 2017. The Justice Department said in a statement, Jenkins, the last of Four co-conspirators charged in the scheme faced the stiffest sentence of the group. The four men created fake profiles on the popular men's dating app, Grindr, to lure nine men to an apartment complex in Dallas. When the victims arrived, they were held at gunpoint and forced to drive to ATMs to withdraw cash from their accounts. Wow. The Justice Department said four of the victims were physically assaulted, Three were sexually assaulted, and one was wiped with urine and feces. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's interesting to me on this one, though, and I think, do you think, because we hear so much right now about the state of Texas <laughs> with abortion laws changing and just that governor in Texas, but do you think, Jeremy, that this sends a statement on a, like, we're talking about cancel culture with Dave Chappelle, but here... Don't you think if you're thinking of doing anything and you see this in Texas, that this if you do anything with the apps to assault and lure men, you're going to get the slammer for a minimum of 23 years, Jeremy? What are your thoughts on that? I just think it's really scary and unfortunate, and it's super pathetic for an individual to do. And I just hope that people watch out for their own safety and create some sort of uh, boundaries or filtering out uh, just certain signs. And and also like we've talked about in the past, maybe like alerting friends if they are not really aware of what, where they're going or what they're getting into just in case for like their own safety. But I mean, 
I, I do get it. There's also so many ways that you could easily fall into uh, these situations where you're just very vulnerable because hooking up is vulnerable in itself and yeah. using the apps makes you vulnerable and you're putting yourself at risk for sure. So I just would hope that uh, everyone would try and stay safe. And it's really disheartening and sad to hear. Yeah. And Cody, what are your thoughts about sending a signal to the rest, anybody that's even thinking of doing something like this, that you will get hardcore prison time? Um, Because we hear about horrible crimes all the time and we never really know what goes on with them. Trans people are murdered. Obviously, they're looking for some of these murderers, but sometimes it seems like a slap on the wrist here and there. This was assault. And this person is getting 23 years in prison in the state of Texas, I might add. I know, right? It's just a signal to all those people that are thinking about doing lascivious things that there are repercussions for your actions. And that 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 kind of stuff is not acceptable. Harming people, fooling people, tricking people into to doing into harm's way is not okay. So I'm glad that 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 the book was thrown at that person because yeah it's deplorable totally deplorable absolutely yeah i think it sends a major signal and i'm really happy about this um Likewise. yeah i wanted to get yeah i wanted to get your guys's interest there's a current reddit thread that's entitled is he losing interest <laughs> <laughs> i think we've all been there a little bit so let's have a little bit of empathy for this person he writes i've been seeing this guy for a little over two months he's never been super chatty via the text message but always seems very interested when we're together Lately, he's been even less communicative and will only respond a few times per day and only when I reach out first. Initially, I was concerned, but he keeps planning dates with me, so I'm not sure how to interpret that. He's a very direct guy, and I feel like if he had lost interest, he'd be forthright with it, but I'm starting to second guess. He's currently on vacation this week with friends, and I haven't heard much from him. I'm trying not to be clingy and give him and give him some space, but I'm sort of spiraling and a bit worried that he's not into me. Is do you think he's losing interest? And why does he keep planning dinner dates? It writes the guy, Jeremy. What are your thoughts on this? Is I don't know if it's clingy, um, but we, I we've all been there before. Oh, I'm yeah. wondering, is he just as into me? As I am. What are your thoughts, Jeremy? I don't know. I just feel like uh, I get annoyed by things like that. And I I like a good texter or someone that can carry the conversation over phone or Responsive, right? In person, yeah. And I just don't... I don't like the excuse of not receiving, like, a response back. And I hate the whole game of, like, 20 hours later or... You know what I mean? When... You know, bitches are checking their Snapchat and TikTok and Instagram. Yup, get them. Emails and all that shit. So I just think it's like, it's lame. And if you can carry it in person, you can carry it on text. It's funny because a lot of people on the thread were, yes, you're give him some space. It's only been, he's on vacation. Let him be on holiday. Sure, text him sometimes, but you need to chill out. Somebody, um, Somebody wrote, you're just dating and only for two months. I get that you like him, but he might seem to take things slow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Cody? So I, the impression that I get is that that guy is probably dating other people. And this Mm -hmm. guy should probably start dating other people and exploring a little bit more himself. And Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Because he's putting a bunch of all of his energy and his focus on just one person, whereas the other person, it seems like they're just out there dating multiple people. And it, that's why the reciprocation is not the at the same level. If this would right, if, the guy could be playing the field. Exactly. Possibly. Then all of his eggs are in one basket with this one that may just drop him. Yeah. You know, or just drop the situation. But I mean, yeah, I would just keep your options open. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, too, because I think the younger Steve V here would have, I would have been this guy writing in. 
and put all my eggs and wondered and the new me like obviously with age i'm a late bloomer here (laughs) y'all and is somebody that like told you the story earlier went to see the guy he showed me and and then i ended up dropping it like i'm just dropping it now like i'm moving on and i'm glad i got all of that under control early on to make a decision and yeah move on because I just don't want to be that person that is wondering if I'm wondering then I should really be dating somebody else or moving on or Mm -hmm. filling up my dance card a little bit more or keeping myself busy because if I'm living in my head like that, that person probably isn't. Mm -hmm. And who am I torturing myself? Exactly. And so that it's time to then, if you find yourself in those conundrums, it's especially after two months only. Now, if this was a long-term thing, then you could bring up, hey, I think we're off on our communication. When I text you, it doesn't seem like you respond. But if it's that early on, I say get out there and create some other realities, hang out with some friends, find some new activities to fill that time that you would be spending thinking about why isn't he calling or texting me back? Agreed. Right. And, and but yeah. as long as he's inviting you out to dinner dates, you go get that free meal. Okay, you got to do. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> assuming it's yeah right. <laughs> no, because assuming he, he's paying, he's yeah. inviting, so he's paying. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, that is the rule. That is the rule. So well, the other we're thing gonna... that I I thought about too was it's not very nice to be into someone and then you always have to insinuate the like reach out i don't like that either so i like when someone like cares about how your day is going and it doesn't have to be a trillion texts all day because i don't really love that either but right it is nice when you're not always the one to reach out like every single day or every other day or whatever and it's nice to have someone uh want to know what you are doing during the day or how it's going. Yeah. And it's almost like you have to learn that nice rhythm. That's the only word Mm -hmm. that I can think of that rhythm of when you reach out, it's like you throw a volley and they receive the volley and they, they throw it back with their text and their day, how they're doing. And then you might throw it back with a little light. Yeah. This, and then they throw it back for a little bit. And then one of you knows when to like, okay, that was good. And let the day go on. And that that was cute, right? And let that linger in the ether of cuteness until the next time one of you throws the next volley. And you've got to find that rhythm, if you will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to keep it intriguing on both ends. And when that dies, then it's like, okay, you know, forget it. Move on. And yeah, because too much of, you don't want to be, having you know a game by yourself it's it's not very fun exactly so anyways yeah that's our thoughts on that i had to get your advice on this next one jeremy for sure and i want to hear from you as well cody but billy porter is criticizing vogue for featuring harry styles in a dress he goes i was the first one doing it which I love that he says that. Billy Porter is addressing an issue he has with Vogue after the publication featured Harry Styles in a dress. Last year, the 27-year-old musician, Harry Styles, became the first man to land a solo cover of Vogue where he graced the December 2020 issue in a lace-trimmed dress and tuxedo jacket. Now, in a new interview with the Sunday Times, the post-star, 52 says he took issue with how Styles was praised for breaking gender norms. As Porter says, he was the first one doing it. I have to totally agree. I changed the whole game, Porter told the publication. I personally changed the whole game. And motherfucker, he should have added. <laughs> and that is not ego. That is just fact. I was the first one doing it. And now everyone is doing it. He is quoted as saying, I feel like the fashion industry has accepted me because they have to. I'm not necessarily convinced. And here is why the actor continued. I created the conversation about non-binary fashion and yet Vogue still put Harry Styles, a straight white man in a dress mm-hmm. on their cover for the first time. 
I have to jump to you immediately, Jeremy, Mr. Fashion, to get your thoughts on this. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not really that surprised uh, that they did that. And I, I think the praise is just because of seeing him wearing it and not Billy Porter. I too, I do totally understand Billy Porter's gripe and I do give him credit where credit is due. And I do believe he really set that trend and he does have to just be accepted by the people that probably don't aren't his biggest fans or don't absolutely love him or his work, but they tolerate it. The people that are in the fashion industry or like just certain brands and things. But I, on the other hand, don't mind seeing a like a cis white male in fashion magazine wearing this because it's not surprising to me. So, I mean, it's, it's not shocking and we are, always taking baby steps towards uh, adding different uh, sizes and shapes and colors of people in any fashion magazines. But also American Vogue is like kind of the worst one. I'm glad you just said that. I'm so glad you just said the the word American. They they honestly don't use the best representation of culture out of all of the magazines we have to choose from, Armenian Vogue, uh, Japan Vogue, Italian Vogue. What about British Vogue? British Vogue is amazing too, but those are just a few of my favorite that just have incredible styling and culture and diversity. And so I don't really go and reach for uh, an American American Vogue compared to any of their sisters. And I also like Harper's Bazaar better. Great, excellent points. And I love that you said American. And Cody, it reminds me of the conversation you and I were having Mm -hmm. about the whole thing about America. And we were just talking about the Dancing with the Stars with putting a woman, uh, two women together. Mm -hmm. And then you presented a video of the counterpart, the British dance version company show that had strictly come dancing thank you that had a black man and a white man doing a beautiful dance together that was just tear jerking and i think billy porter to me is it's a more of an american thing that Mm. yes we will get there i do agree he is the first because if you notice jeremy we were talking about this recently about some of the latest fashions of a lot of like no longer is it just acceptable just to wear a black tuxedo to the award shows anymore particularly Mm -hmm. if you're gay now all of them and we listed them on a previous show all the different actors that are doing it some better than others like not all of them are like to me just because you're gay or lgbtq doesn't mean you know how to wear fashion in my mind I don't think everybody does. So sometimes just stick with the, you know, the basics. Um, Billy Porter, to me, is a pioneer in that. And it was pioneering for him with all his fashion choices. And so I don't know that that necessarily translates to you getting the cover. And to your point, Jeremy, I think that American, American Vogue has not shown love for the true pioneers. They go for pop culture more mm-hmm. than that. I think he would do better getting on a cover of British Vogue or, or somewhere else. And because sometimes we have to look outside, sadly, even in our American pop culture. I don't know, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? I just think it's it's sad. And it's a tale that's as old as time. It's been going on forever. They always put the, the white art white straight person on the cover and when it's really the black and the queer people that are actually making the change and pushing the boundaries so i just think it's sad and but it's not unexpected. i would uh, totally 100 percent agree with you as well and i would also add uh an ageist culture oh yeah doesn't you know he's a black man and we're the same age so i'm saying it that you know heaven forbid the other one 
who's who are we talking about? I can't even remember his Harry name, Styles. Harry Styles is like <laughs> super strong, right? And so he, of course, they who is amazing youth. in his own right. Like I'm not yeah. shitting on Harry Styles, but give but, Billy Porter his flowers too, right? Well, and hello, I mean triple, th- practically triple threat, right? I mean actor, Broadway singer. Shall we go on? I mean, has done so much, and mm-hmm. yes, Harry's super talented, but is is a pop artist, right? Yeah, of the moment. But to your, I think what we're all saying, it's pop culture. It's an age old game. Um, I think he's right to call it out as he sees fit, and I think some of the other Vogues should editors should say, "Hey, Billy, come our way, and we'll put the OG of." of what you do on the cover and almost slam American Vogue and, would be brilliant. And give right? us all a credit. Give us all a credit. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been so much fun. Uh, welcome back, Jeremy. Thank you. Yeah. You can follow Jeremy and see, did you post any pictures from Aruba? On... Uh, two pictures. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for those two. We'll look for those. Follow Jeremy at J Ross Lopez. And follow Cody, he's a life coach at KMD Coaching, or his personal one, to look at that chest, at Mr. Maurice, at Mr. Maurice. Follow us on the gram at Tags Podcast, or on TikTok, we're on TikTok now, at Tags Podcast. I'm having a lot of fun with those videos. Ooh. And in the meantime, yeah, check it out. And in the meantime, you guys, continue having hot, hot gay sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.